Today's podcast episode is sponsored by our Activate community. Are you a woman of faith in business who needs assistance turning their idea into action? If so, then the Activate community is for you. We combine the beauty of an accelerator program with group coaching and peer mentorship while helping you cultivate lifelong connections. To find out more about how Activate can help you move from writing your idea down to acting it out, visit blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash activate. Again, that's blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash activate. All right, ladies, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. My name is Brianna Lightfoot-Smith. I'm the founder and chief connector at Black Girls of Purpose. I'm so excited that you all joined us for another episode or your first episode if you're here for the first time. Um, with me, I have uh, Jessica Chinyelo, Chinyelo Anna Bowie, uh, who is uh, just an awesome woman of God, but she has become like a mentor to me. I went through her sponsorship course, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and um before I read her formal bio, I just want y'all to know if you follow her on social media, like she is a woman of integrity. Sometimes people feel like, oh, she cute on camera, but then you meet her and you like, oh, that ain't it. And then I just want you to know that that is not just, I, I, I've had that experience just a few times with women that have these larger followings, do all these events, and she really is just as awesome in person as she is online. And so I just wanted to kind of make that side note. Um, but uh, I want to go ahead and read her formal bio. So Jessica Chinyelu Anaboe is a Nigerian-American wife, mom, boss, and motherhood and lifestyle content creator based in Dallas, Texas. As a lover of all things family, business, beauty, fashion, faith, and fitness, Jessica has attracted an audience of over 34,000 followers and 600,000 views. Her passion for creating high-quality content has brought campaign partnerships with brands such as Herbal Essences, Kroger, Gillette, Walmart, Reebok, NYX, and Brinker International, to name a few. She's been featured on BuzzFeed, Daily Mail, UK, uh, Daily Mail UK, Cosmopolitan, ABC News, Good Morning Texas, Brides, and many more media platforms. She received her Bachelor of Science in Government with an emphasis in legal studies and a Master of Business Administration while building her brand and nonprofit organization, Women of Purpose Network. And the Women of Purpose Network consists of 3,500 members and caters to 500 plus women at the annual Women of Purpose Conference. She's hosted four annual conferences where women gather for resources, connection, and fellowship, which is where I first met her in 2018. And whether she's giving you marriage and love advice, providing insight on how to keep your milk flowing as a breastfeeding mama, which I understand, tips on how to gain sponsorships and fund your event experience, or guiding guidance on making prayer a lifestyle, Jessica's goal is to encourage, empower, educate, entertain, and influence her readers to go out and claim what's rightfully theirs and live the life that they imagine. Uh, I literally, again, going back to what I was saying at the beginning, y'all, that's not just a bio and cute stuff. Like, sis has the receipts to back up everything that I'm saying. So I'm so excited <laughs> to have her talk to you all today. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Brianna. Like, I love you. I think you're truly an amazing individual, and I'm truly honored to be a guest on the Black Girls with Purpose podcast. 
So please tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, which I know that bio has so much in it. And I just, I kind of want to know when you hear those things said back to you, like, what is your response? Are you like, wow, God, you really did all those things? Or how do you even feel when you hear those things about yourself? Honestly, it's still kind of weird. Um, Weird in the sense that it's like, oh, man, wow, you know, I was featured here, and I've done this, and I've done that, and it just really makes me feel like, you know, every day, I should be very grateful for where God has brought me, like, where I am today, Um, you know, I have quite an interesting past, Um, I was a woman that once never believed that I could be who I am today, and who I'm going to be, you know, 10 years from now, so, um, on the inside, I feel very like, oh, thank you, God. I feel very grateful. I feel very, 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 very grateful. Um, but I also don't like to get stuck there. Um, I also just like to, I'm grateful, but I know that like, this isn't, this isn't all of me. There's still more to Jessica Chinyeru. So um, yeah, it's all, it's kind of weird sometimes when you hear like people read your bio. Like I know sometimes I'm like, please don't read my bio. I don't want to hear. I want to hear because it. it just it's, it's a weird feeling. It's a good feeling, but it's also a weird feeling because it's sometimes I just think about like like I said where I've been, where I've come, like how where I've been. I've I've been a lot of places, so I'm just I'm truly truly grateful to God for where I am today. Yes, I I loved um, you posted a few weeks ago, you made 33 years old and you were just kind of sharing like the past 10 years of your journey and talking about how you were like, hey, I used to be like a club promoter and here I am now. <laughs> and so the reason I love that post was people will see where you are now and not know anything about your background. And so for you, um, I want to know what are some of the kind of God winks you've seen along the way? Because a lot of the gifts and the talents and the things we end up doing, it's like, this is still what you were doing before. It's just a different version of it or a different level of it. And so I just would oh. love to know more about that. Yeah. So I literally just got off a podcast interview where someone asked me a similar question. And it was all about like, how do you know your, how do you, how did you find your, find out your purpose? And I said, I literally just connected the dots of everything that I've done over the last 10 years. Because I may not be a club promoter now, but everything that I learned as a club promoter back in the day or 10 years ago, it's knowledge that I'm using still till this day to help me secure sponsors, to help me put on amazing event experiences. Like that backdrop that I use for my mommy wind down giveaway, I talked about like backdrops are needed whenever I put on one of my very first tours for an African artist who came to the, to America, you know? Um, I really believe that everything that we do, somehow those dots are connected. And I, I think as a club promoter, as a wedding planner, as someone who managed the Motown gospel recording artist, all of those skill sets can will carry with you or stay with you all throughout your life. And I think that God will have you use them for a variety of different things, depending on the season that you're in. Um, at that time, I was using my gifts as a club promoter. Then I took those same gifts and added to the skill set even more, more knowledge and more wisdom um, and how to use that to and apply it towards being a wedding planner, then a, a corporate e- events planner. Now, I'm doing so much planning events, 
but I'm more so um, helping people secure sponsors. And it's still an experience of, you know, having to create something, some type of feeling and, and, and evoke some type of emotion um, from a human being. And I just really think that, you know, never, don't despise those small beginnings and don't think that, you know, I thought I was going to be a lawyer. I thought I wanted to be an entertainment attorney for, in the music industry, specifically the music industry. And I find it very interesting that although I did not go to law school, I still found myself entertaining people somehow in the business of entertainment. And at the end of the day, I'm happy. You know, it still makes me very happy. And I didn't have to go and pay all that money for law school, um, which I probably would have hated. Um, I know I would have hated it. And so I just, I just thank God for some, if you were someone who's out there and you're trying to figure out like, well, what am I really supposed to be doing here on this earth? Like, what has God called me to do? I will tell you to sit down with yourself and just revisit and replay everything that you've done over the last 10, 15, 20 years and think about like, hmm, I was good at this and I was good at that. And man, like, these things do intertwine. Like, it, you will be so surprised at how much it can help you really, really tap into purpose for sure. Absolutely. And I know I've experienced that even in my own, just like just the past few weeks, kind of. And I can't even say, I can't even give myself enough credit to say I sat down and I was like, okay, what do you do? But I just, in prayer and just kind of reflection, I was like, sis, you know, you went into, you went to the University of Missouri because you wanted to be a journalist and you want, you wanted to write for Essence Magazine, like that's what you wanted to do. You wanted to, t- you, those feature stories with Nia Long and, and you know, just all these stuff, you, things you read as a teen, you wanted to create that for other people. And so now with this podcast, I'm like, this is what I'm doing. No, I didn't go to go and write for Essence, but in terms of creating inspiring content for women of color, like that's what I get to do. It's, a, it's another form of long form journalism. And when I realized that it gave me this huge sense of peace, but then it also just showed me God's intentionality. Cause I think that sometimes when we have those plans to be the entertainment lawyer or to be the journalist for Essence Magazine, and then those plans don't come to fruition, sometimes we have that disappointment that says, well, you know, maybe I missed the mark. Like maybe there was a turn I was supposed to take and I didn't take it. And so yeah. for you, I think if you met, If you were to tell your 23-year-old self what you know as a 33-year-old, like, what do you think would be the most surprising part of your journey that your 23-year-old self would be like, no way, we never going to do that. Like, it's impossible. Woo! Okay. Uh, Man, there's so much that I could say. Um, I think one of the first things, and I've talked about this before, is um, honestly, I never really saw myself being married. so that is one thing. And to see like that I'm married and, you know, we live a pretty incredible life. That kind of is a shocker to me. 23-year-old Jessica was like, I'm not getting married. I'll be somebody's mistress. Like that's just the mindset that I had back then. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing that I would say is, you know, when I first heard the audible voice of God, God, was, he showed me this very, very vivid, clear vision of this woman standing on a stage. And I mean, there were like hundreds of thousands of people like in this audience. I could not even count the number of people. And 
I realized that that woman was me. And I really, I couldn't believe it. I remember crying sitting in my room because this was club promoter just then. All I could see was just one thing. And my, my response to God when he showed me the vision was, wow, God, this is me? Like tears just rolled down my eyes. And 23-year-old Jessica would be looking at 33-year-old Jessica and just being like, I knew you were going to get there. I told you so. All you had to do was just simply believe. Like, and I would tell anyone like that may be 23 years old or they might be 30 years old and maybe they've lost hope. But just to understand that just because you were in an interesting, weird, I don't know, season of your life right now, it doesn't mean that greater can't come. Um, I really, it's like you have to be able to have a really, really big vision of yourself and who you are. Like who you see now is not who you're going to be forever. I have evolved. And even I, you know, and, and it's so crazy because even with Woman of Purpose, you know, um, after a few years of, of doing that, um, I, and becoming a mom, I started to feel like, well, God, is this it? Because Woman of Purpose is not really going the way I thought it would go, you know? And he was just like, but this isn't it. I have more. Like, remember that vision that I showed you? Like, yes, you had success with this conference. Yes, lots of people love what you do here, but this isn't it. And I think we have to remember that, like, when it comes to our purpose, there is, a, we have so many different purposes here on earth. So we may have these gifts and we may have these skill sets and they're used that it's used for a season. It's used for a time, but you can't get comfortable there. You can't get stuck there. And I think I'm, the, I was that person that would always get stuck. I got stuck in the club promoting time. And it, whenever God was trying to take me out of that to elevate me and take me to another level, it was uncomfortable because when you grow, growth is never supposed to be comfortable and it's never easy. And so I grew and I matured to woman of purpose and I got stuck there and he was like, all right, like, yes, there's still woman of purpose, but I need you to grow so that way I can teach you some other things because I'm trying to get you to that woman that was in that vision that I showed you in 2009. And each time that is the reminder for me that this is the purpose that God has me on. Purpose does not have a destination. Purpose is no destination. There's no destination. And I think that a lot of us get stuck with, well, I'm supposed to be here and I'm not there yet. Mm -mm. I know once he gets me to that woman that was speaking in front of hundreds of thousands of people, I'm going to be like, okay, I arrived. And he's going to be like, all right, I showed you this. Now I have even more for you to do because you made it here. And let me tell you something. People think that there is a timeline when it comes to these visions that God gives us. But here's the thing. Sometimes I really do believe that God can, we can get there much quicker. We really can. But it's us that causes the delays. It's not God. Sometimes we aren't ready. Sometimes we don't have the wisdom. Sometimes he's just like, if I get you there right now, if, you, if I put you there right now, if you were there right now, you wouldn't even know how to handle it. So a lot of times it's us, it's our mindset, it's, it's what's inside of us that's keeping us from getting to these certain places. And I, I'll be honest, like, I think I'm almost there. I'm to 
with that vision, but I know even with that vision that God showed me, that's not the end. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm excited about what's to come. Like every day, I'm just like, mm, like, yes, God, yes. Like, and this is this has been the most. 2020 has been the most rewarding yet the most challenging year ever for me. It really has. But I, I've seen the growth and I have done some things that I never, ever thought that I would do. Um, but that's just, I was claiming in 2019 that this is the year that Jessica is walking in her greatest self. And I believe that with everything in me and I'm, I'm seeing, the, it, seeing the results of it, reaping the benefits of it. I'm just having that mindset. So, um, yeah, I just said a whole lot to 23-year-old self to... 33 year old self yeah that a lot but I honestly really did not think 23 year old Jessica did not think that she would be where she is today Mm -mm. but I I mean you said you said a lot but that's 10 years of wisdom right like consolidated into a few minutes and I think one of the things you said that I love the most was that we have to see ourselves as bigger than we are and mm. um, and then like not getting stuck because a lot of people look at getting stuck as okay you're in the season of depression things didn't go well and so you are stuck but sometimes it is that how can things get any better than this I'm just gonna stay here and God's like no I, I have more for you want me and one of my closest friends we talk about Abraham and his dad and how his dad he was his dad was supposed to go to Canaan and he never did he just was like hey this is cool enough for me, we'll settle here. And I think that a lot of times, I mean, we see that with the Israelites. They were supposed to go, some of them were supposed to go into Canaan as well. They were like, we're just gonna stay on this side of the Jordan River. We've seen enough. And I think that um, fear plays a big part into that because Mm -hmm. I know for me, especially these past few weeks, and I've just realized like, and we were talking about this offline, it's not just about your business. When your business is bigger, so is your responsibility. Or when your influence is bigger, so is your responsibility. Or when your family is bigger, so is your responsibility. You know, you think about people who you said you never thought you'd be married and I was the same way, but I realized like, okay, with every, okay, you get married, but now there's a different level of responsibility. I don't get to just say, I'm gonna do this. This is where I'm, I wanted to get my hair done this week. And my husband was like, nah, let's wait on it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna practice this submission situation and I'm gonna I'm wait on it because you said, and I'm looking at God like, did you see, Lord? I was, I was obedient. Um, but people look at just the perks of it and don't look at the responsibility portion of it. And literally scripture talks about like, for the one who's given much, like you'll be given more and the person who doesn't have anything, what, even what they have will be taken away. And I, I only found out the real understand. I only got real understanding about that scripture in recent weeks as well, where that scripture is talking about knowledge. Like God's like, Hey, if you continue to seek me for knowledge, you'll get more knowledge. But if you bury the knowledge I, I've given you in the ground, then you're not going to get any more. Same thing with your gifts. If you continue to use your gifts, yes, I'm going to enlarge your territory. Cause I see, okay, if I give this to Jess, if I give her this platform, she's going to use it for me. As opposed mm-hmm. to if I take these gifts and I bury them in the ground, God's like, well, Again, with the parable of the talents, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to take this one little talent you had and I'm going to give it to the person with the 10 talents because you've shown me you're so afraid of what could happen that you're not willing to do anything. And mm-hmm. I just want to, I want to know what your piece of advice is for people who are so caught up with the 
potential or the what am I going to do next that they never do anything? Mm. Man, um, that's a really, really good question. So for the people who I, I feel like for me, and I, I love sharing personal stories because uh, I feel like I've been th- been there before to where um, I wouldn't do anything else because I was like, well, I have this one thing, so I'm going to continue with this one thing until I figure it out. And it got to the point to where God made me really uncomfortable. Oh, like it was super uncomfortable. And that was during my last conference, which was that last conference. I hosted that back in 2018. Um, After that conference, I was kind of in this, like, I'm saying mm, shoulders tense up to here. I just had enough. You know, I was so ready for that conference to be over because I was like, God, I know that you've been telling me to take a pause, but I don't want to take a pause because I don't understand what the other side is going to look like. All I've had is woman of purpose. It's all I know. I left the club scene. I don't know what's next. And what are people going to think? Are people going to think I'm a failure because I haven't done this? So I... I would rather be disobedient and continue with something that I know that God has been asking me not to do all for the sake of what will people think? And also because I don't fully understand what's on the other side. And finally, I gave, gave that up. I gave it up. And when I gave that up, I promise you the game changed. Everything changed. That was when I sat down and did a whiteboard strategy with God. My assistant had a whiteboard that she gave me. I'd had that whiteboard for six months and did nothing with it. It sat like behind the table in my house. And I remember I took um, about two weeks off from anything woman of purpose. I paid everybody. I didn't open up any emails. I didn't talk about it on social media. I didn't log into the social media page. And I finally was like, okay, God. And my kid was taking a nap. Um, my husband was at work and I sat in my living room, TV off, house was quiet. And I was like, I wrote down on my whiteboard, God, how do I monetize my gift? And he said, his response back was, what have you done over the last 10 years? After that, it, he, um, I wrote everything down and he said, okay, now out of all of these things that you've written down, what do you not want? for your next 10 years or like for the for what's to come I was like "Mm, I definitely don't want to be wedding planning I definitely don't want to do any more club promoting I never want to have to go back and work for someone else and he said all right now let me help you put together a strategy so that way you can truly make money the way you're supposed to girl after that my course came Um, I started getting booked for speaking engagements influencer opportunities just started coming from everywhere Jonathan got signed by a record label and we I started making money that I was like wait it things just happen so quickly and it goes back to me saying like God was waiting on me to be obedient he was waiting on me to say to wake up to the rest of what he had for me it was me blocking myself from his blessings I was like dang I probably shouldn't have had that 2018 conference when in my spirit, I knew I wasn't even really comfortable doing it. I just did it for the sake of looking good to people. You understand what I'm saying? But he was just like, 
God never wanted me to do that in the first place, but I was trying to continue doing something. And so if there's anybody out there that is in this place of, I'm either, I'm just not going to do, or I'm going to continue doing me, knowing good and well that God is trying to move you out of where you are, or you just simply are like, I'm not going to move at all because I'm afraid, I would tell you like, don't make the mistake of blocking yourself from some of your greatest blessings all because people pleasing of fear of what people are going to think about you um fully not understanding i did not understand what was on the other side but what i did understand was god gave me clarity and really a lot of times people don't move because they don't have clarity so my response to people who may not be moving is get clarity God will give you that clarity. I'm sitting right here. Let me show you. I'm in a closet right now. I have two whiteboards. I got a third one downstairs. When I don't have clarity about something, better believe I'm grabbing my whiteboard and I'm like, okay, God, I'll ask him, how we doing this? How we gonna make this happen? How we gonna do it? If you don't understand, simply ask God. You know, I think a lot of times we just, we don't take the time to ask God serious questions. Like God, he will speak. He does speak. And he might, sometimes people think that God, he gonna speak in this voice. But let me, God speaks through human beings. God speaks through animals. God speaks through nature. God speaks through books. He speaks through music. I cannot tell you the number of ideas that I've gotten just from simply asking God a question and in that moment of being in my quietness and my stillness, he answers. And it can even be sometimes through me scrolling on Instagram. And I'll be like, oh, he just gave me the answer. Or he might say, go, go Google this. Or call this person. Or you know what? Sit on it for a minute. Or why don't you record this in your voice notes? Or just write everything down and then come back to it. But the whole idea is, I know that I've written down on a, on a whiteboard something that helps me give me clarity. And I think people are just lacking clarity a lot of times. Get clarity. So many things came to my mind when you were talking. First, I thought about James, which says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God and he'll give it willingly. Like that was one. But then also talking how scripture talks about how God is a rewarder of those who seek him. Like, I don't, and I've been guilty of this. And I wrote about this in my first book, The Black Girl's Guide Living on Purpose. Like I, for so long, I thought that God was confined to the walls of the church. Like, hey, if it got to do with the sermon or the choir, cool, talk to me. If it ain't got to do with that, I'm not really trying to hear it. And, you know, kind of speaking to what you're talking about just now, I felt limited and not only in my relationship with him, but in my life, I felt like, is this it? Like, I don't feel, you know, I'm just not really feeling abundant. All the, all the stuff I'm reading about, I'm not really feeling that. And so to hear you just talk about how intentional you are, because it takes intentionality to sit down and say, Hey, God, I don't, and it takes humility as well. I don't know about this. I know I got the idea, but now that I'm trying to execute it, I'm like, you know what? Maybe that ain't uh, oh, yes, girl. anymore, you know? And today, I, uh, someone told me about this 
restorative posture. And so I was laying, it's uh, laying on your couch, like in an L shape, you lay on your back and then you put your feet over um, the side of the couch for 15 minutes, just lay there for 15 minutes. And as I'm laying there, I'm talking to God like, well, Lord, we got some time. You, anything you want to just talk to me about? And um, I'm in the process of starting to get like some some job descriptions together because I want to have, I want to hire a podcast manager. I've been wanting to hire for a really long time, but I just been like, uh, and you know, you kind of be like, well, who, who going to pay for that Lord? Da, 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 da. But I'm like, if it keeps coming up, if I keep feeling like I should be hiring someone, I should be hiring someone. Then I, it's not obedience is my job and the outcome is God. So he'll bring the right mm. people. I don't have to worry about the how, you know, the delivery of the, of the person, the, the stature of the person, the character of a person. And so that's really what, been where my focus is, but he gave me the start of a job description. He gave me a pay rate. He gave me how many hours a week. Mm. What it bring to the bank? And I'm like, Lord, you really, are? and I'm like, let me get a pen so I can write this stuff down really quickly. So really I don't quickly. Anything, you know? And so I just love that you're that, intentional about um being able to say god hey i don't know this and what i do know like i kind of need you to fill in the rest of it because there's always more with him that's what i noticed Mm -hmm. that there's always more with him you're listening to the black girls with purpose podcast All right, y'all. So I'm gonna give y'all some behind the scenes. Um, if you're on video, you're seeing this because we we post this stuff on YouTube. But yeah, I just had to put my stuff on on view because my children came in and my husband came in. And so if there was a pause, that's what the pause was for. But um, I I also love just that you talked about it. Kind of it was it was really more so when you were answering your ten year question. But it was it was talking about the evolution of something, and I think that. Um, kind of going back with what we said. So a lot of times people don't start because they don't know where to get started. But what I have mm. found is if, even if I start and I kind of miss the mark, like God is gracious enough to guide me back to, you know, okay, here's what went well and here's what you maybe could have done differently. And mm-hmm. it's very different from launching when God's like, no, don't do that. And you're like, no, I'm, I, this, I'm using my faith. He's like, it's not faith if I'm telling you not to do it and you're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but how have you seen just the benefits of being willing to start with version one of a project? Oh, man. Well, first off, it's, it's been highly profitable. Um, I One of my prayers to God as we entered into 2020 was help me to get back to being a Jessica that had unshakable, fearless faith. Um, when I first started Woman of Purpose, you couldn't tell me nothing. Like, I had negative dollars in the bank. Like, I'm talking about in the red, like in the red, red. But was I afraid of receiving a $6,000 quote from, or actually more like an $8,000 quote from a venue with no money in the bank? No, I wasn't afraid. And I used that student loan money so quick. In fact, I took the student loan money, not because I wanted to pay for school. I took that student loan money because I wanted to fund my vision. Here's what I'm saying. I didn't care about school. Like I knew when I went to college, that college degree wasn't going to do nothing for me. Ask me what I studied in school. And girl, I cannot even tell you. Like, it was nothing to me. 
that money was used to fund my vision. And I would just tell anybody out there that may be trying to figure out like, okay, how do I do this thing? How do I pay for this thing? Like, I think honestly, and, and also does it have to be perfect? No, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, I just let God give me the step by step by step. And I'm like, okay, I may not fully understand what it's going to look like 20 steps from now, but let me at least get from point A to point B. And I think trying to figure out what Z looks like, you know, or how do I get to Z, but I haven't even figured out A to B to C, you're holding yourself back. You really are. Um, And so I have just learned to live my life right now because I used to be that person that was like, okay, God, let's, we got to get here. Like I need to fully understand everything before I start moving. No, now I'm like, God, we just moving. I'm moving and basking in the flow of wealth, you know, and all these great, incredible things because I'm choosing to move daily. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. It's not, this, this month has been probably the busiest, busiest month of the year. Um, And it's been good busy. It's been a good busy, not, oh, I'm just busy doing random things. No, I am doing things that are great. My family is benefiting from the great things of me just simply choosing to go. Like, heck, what I pitched to Stella Rosa, I'd never done it before. But I believed that this was going to work. It's not even greater than what I could have ever imagined. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's why you just got to go. Am I going to pitch something super crazy to another brand? Absolutely. Because right now, I am back to the Jessica that has this unshakable, fearless thing. And I believe that as long as I have God on my side, and he is the one that's telling me that you can do it, Jessica. Oh, you damn right. I'm going to do it. And I got him right there by my side to help me. So I would tell any person that's out there that's like, oh, I don't know if I can do this or I can't do it because I don't understand everything, just start with getting from point A to point B. Once you get to point A to point B, go to B to C, then C to D, then E to F. Start there. Start there. Don't don't try to figure out every single step and how everything is going to work out. Now, should there be like a plan. That's why you have your whiteboard. You set your goals. You put together a strategy and be willing for that strategy to change. Companies change all the time. Like, don't be so stuck in a certain way in which something should happen. That's one thing I had to learn that what works for someone else may not necessarily work for me. Does that mean that I'm not going to make money or that my business is not going to thrive and be profitable? No, it just means that that person just went and made it in one way and I'll make it in another. And it's completely okay. It's completely okay. That's something else I had to learn was to just understand that, you know, we look at a lot of people online. Um, you know, everybody's to have access to people. It's so much easier now because of social media. And I had to just really learn how to be very content with where I am in my season and in my life. And I can't be looking at no single woman that ain't got no kids, ain't married, how she's living her life and how her business is thriving and think that I can achieve the same success in which, in, in, in which how she did it. Because 
our lifestyles are very, very different. The amount of time that she has to spend on her business is not the same amount of time that I have. So yes, she may have a different type of success that I one day will also get. It might just take me a little bit longer because of the way my life is set up and my, the way I'm set up in my life. And you've, you've got to understand that. You have to understand that and be okay with that. So that's what I would say. So good. I mean, and y'all, if you're if you're a part of our Activate community, if you've heard of our Activate community, we recently did a rebrand because I realized like we're not out here helping women scale their businesses. We're helping them just move from idea to action. Like I thought we were, you know, targeting one demographic of people who had businesses that were established or organizations that were established. And I'm realizing a lot of people are like, hey, I've been sitting on this for like three years and I just I feel like I need some accountability to move forward with it. And so mm-hmm. it's, it really is about taking the idea and turning it to action. And I cannot emphasize enough. Y'all have heard me on this podcast talk about like, God can't give you next steps if you don't even take the first one. Same thing with the GPS. You don't get directions on your phone unless you're moving. If you're moving forward, it's like, take a left, take a right. If you're not moving, your phone's like, okay, what are we doing? It's like, you know, it's trying to recalculate because it doesn't even understand what's going on. And so I think just just getting started um, is so important. So another thing that I know is, is a pretty common trend, and you kind of touched on this even with the Woman of Purpose Conference, is just the, your, I feel like a divine ability to pivot. When things don't go, you're like, okay, this is still going to happen. So even if we need to restructure it or repackage it, it's still going to happen. So how do you release things when you had a certain vision for it, but doesn't go what the way you thought and not release it as in, okay, forget it. It's never going to happen, but just say, no, I'm still committed to this. I just need to rethink how I'm going to do it. Oh yeah. Um, you know, this pandemic has taught me that I have truly become, I feel like I've become a queen of pivoting. Um, I used to have a saying back in the day, whenever I was a club promoter and I'd have different women work with me and things would change up all the time. And it was, if you can't go with the flow, then you got to go. Um, And so I'm very much one of those people that's a go with the flow type of person. And um, this season, it wasn't difficult. I knew, I I think being prepared, Um, stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. And I feel like I had so much content um, and whiteboard. My whiteboard had different ideas. I just had to move quicker on one of those ideas. So when I was doing my course and I realized like this is going to be my next cohort of my course, but people aren't buying into it because of, um, because of uh, COVID-19 and people feeling like nobody's going to want to sponsor an event. I was quickly able to transition that into, well, how about I teach you how to pitch as an influencer? And I, already had influencer opportunities. I had my database. So it was easy to get people to sign up for a membership program and it worked. And I tell you, like, it kept me going. Like even the opportunities that I'm getting right now and working with different brands, um, all brands I pitched. So um, it was easy to pivot. But again, it was all stuff that I already had prepared. um, That was already written down on my whiteboard. So it wasn't anything new. It's just stuff that I hadn't like started working on just yet because I was focused on the course. And I think that's, the, that's something that you have to understand. One thing I've learned 
a good friend of mine, she said, you are not just one company, you are a holding of multiple businesses. And so I have just learned that I don't, I'm not just woman of purpose. Like I'm not just a sponsorship lady. I'm not just an influencer. I am Jessica Chinyelu, a woman who houses multiple thriving businesses. So because I have multiple thriving businesses during this pandemic, if one of them wasn't going the way I needed them to go, I had other things to rely on. And that's, that's part of pivoting is, hey, and, and also understanding, like, how do you pivot in business? Well, focus on, you saw a lot of business out there, like um, one of my girlfriends, she's a wedding gown designer. And with her business, girl, when people stop buying wedding gowns, she was like, well, shoot, let me start making masks. And I mean, the type of media coverage that she got just from making masks, it helped her for when she got ready to release. And it also gave her the time to actually create a ready-made wear collection before she was doing all custom. So she, because of the great pivot that she did, she could have been like, let me keep struggling to sell these dresses. But she made masks, got press coverage, uh, press coverage that now gave her the time because she, you know, wasn't really making wedding gowns. She was like, I'm going to use this time wisely and develop a ready, ready made wedding, uh, wedding line. So I don't have to always focus on making custom gowns with people and it'll save me time, have me have more time for my family. And now she just launched that. And I mean, it's just blown up because it helped to have being featured on Kelly Clarkson's show and being featured on the shade room and being featured on fashion bomb daily and being featured on the good morning America. Like obviously everybody's seeing her stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, but again, she was ready. She was ready for it. She saw like there is a need. And that's also a big thing. Like when you pivot, you have to understand what are people's needs? Like what do people need right now? Um, and is there a solution that I can offer for that? And am I going to look crazy by providing the solution? No, it's just called being smart. It's called being smart. Lots of companies did that. And that's, that's just how you stay in the game and you stay ready. I love that you touched on that because I was in your first cohort of your class, which was sold out, sponsored, secured. And now it's just called sponsored, secured. And I, you know, I'm a branding person. So I noticed that immediately. I'm like, sis said, Hey, if you are, I don't have to worry about that. Okay. Well then let's just work on getting you sponsored and secured then. And so I know we've talked about sponsorships kind of fluidly throughout the conversation, but I would love for you to tell um, our listeners more about the course, especially if they might be interested in signing up um, the next time you open up registry. Yes, absolutely. So um, the Sponsored and Secured course, it used to be called Sold Out, Sponsored and Secured. Um, I took the sold out, I took that out because I realized that people really, the struggle is not getting people at your events. It's not getting the eyes on your brand. The struggle is getting sponsors on your brand and that methodology. So I said, no, we want to focus on keeping you, getting you sponsored and then secured um, for multiple contracts. And so with my course, it's an eight-week program. I literally teach you the sales cycle that I like to take people through um, from 
how do you get connected with brands? What's going to be your activation strategy when you are um, reaching out to a brand? How do you understand your assets? How do you understand your data? And how do you put all of those items together to create a bond proposal with a compelling message that leads these brands to saying yes to you? Um, and then what is the aftermath of that? You know, after you built that relationship, after you get that yes, or even if you don't get a yes, um, how do you continue to nurture that relationship um, so that way it can lead to something or again lead into a renewal contract? So um, it's a phenomenal course. I run it on Teachable. Um, if you are interested in signing up for that, just tap that link in my bio and you can learn some more information about the course. Or if you have questions, just hit the email button in my bio and I'd be happy to answer any questions for you. But it's one of my favorite things to do to teach people about corporate sponsorship. So when y'all see, when stuff starts to pop off, me like, how did Bree get these sponsorships? This is the secret sauce. Because what, what I love that Jess has taught me and everyone that I was in class with and in the second cohort as well is just the, the process that goes into building those relationships and how a lot of times um, we talked about the sales cycle, like you may have been building this relationship a whole year before a brand ever writes you a check or before they ever say, yes, we want to do this campaign with you. And so I feel like it's really helped me in building up my patience. And it's also helped me to see like, how bad do you want this? Because I have shared on this podcast, I am an education hoarder. I love taking courses. I love doing stuff. And last year, I was your course was the last course I took. And then I felt like I was like, don't do anything else. Like just work on this and like mm. get, get this really good. And when you feel like you're at a place where you know this enough where you can work on this and other things then okay, maybe we can look at launching something else. But I feel like mm. a lot of times as business owners, as small business owners, one, we're, we're, we're conscious of our coin, right? So we're not just, we like, okay, I want to make sure I'm getting a, a, a good return on investment, which is smart. But sometimes the time frame that we set up, like, okay, I want to be able to have something in two weeks. Well, sis, mm -hmm. did you put in the work to get that result? Because I think for me, it's easier for me to, and this is just a, a, a honest moment with y'all, it's easier for me to take a bunch of courses, not apply them, and then try and blame mm -hmm. the person delivering it and being like, they said they would help me. As opposed to saying, well, did you actually put the work in? Did you sit down and put the framework in place? Did you sit down and, you know, with your process, are you emailing prospects on a regular basis and following up and following up and following up? Or are, if you don't hear it back from people a few times, are you like, okay, forget it. And I realized how much, one, I want this stuff to work, but then two, I've also realized the people I was pitching before, I'm like, I really want to move more so to the space of doing digital campaigns with businesses that have services that would help my audience. So if a lot of the mm -hmm. women, 60% of the Black Girls of Purpose community are business owners. So I want to target businesses that service small businesses. So the MailChimps and the Stripes and the Squares and the people who are going to help give these women the tools that they need to really be able to scale their business. Those are the kinds of things that I want to do. Um, but I had to have that clarity, which was what you talked about at the very beginning and then say, okay, now that you know what you want to do, go after it and don't stop until you get a yes. And I know you talked to us about that in the class, like you're going to get a lot of no's. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another thing I want to ask you. You've worked with a lot of big brands, but 
I mean, share with our share with our listeners all the no's that you've gotten to be able Ooh. to get to the yeses because that's what that's not what people see. Let me tell you, um, it is. It, I've heard so many no's. I remember being so close. I think the worst one are whenever I, I don't want to name the company. I'm I'm not going to name them, but I remember there was one particular brand, and I was so irritated because I worked so hard on this pitch and we had a face-to-face meeting they were like yeah we're super excited about this we're gonna have it we're gonna touch base about this with the board um we're gonna meet here and the guy he just stopped responding to my messages and I was kind of like well what happened like you were so excited about this I sent you and your and your whole entire department tips treats like Y'all enjoyed my tips, treats, like custom everything. And um, I remember the person that connected me to my main contact, he said, oh, well, he's moved to, he lived out of state. He's moved, he got a new uh, role and somebody has filled his position. And so I was this close to a $15,000 contract and it was gone just like that. And I remember being so heartbroken and so devastated um, because I was so close and I didn't get it. And I would just say like that, that was just one that was this close and so devastated. But then there's been so many more. Um, Even when you just get the no responses, there's always a lot of no's. And you just have to have, train your mind to know that for every no, there's always going to be a yes. Also, use that as an opportunity to understand, like, don't always throw your eggs in one basket. So here I was relying on one financial institution to be a sponsor for an event. And I'm like, do you know how many other financial institutions are are out there? Like, excuse my French, but ask them. If they don't want to partner with me, somebody else will partner with me. And sure enough, somebody else did. So it may have been a smaller brand. It may not have been as large as that one that was there, but hey, that smaller brand was willing to give me the money. And so you have to really just, um, those no's, they're going to come. Those no's, they hurt. Those no's can be extremely discouraging, but you cannot let the no's stop you. You have to find other companies to reach out to. But yeah, it's a lot of no's. If you've ever been a salesperson and you've ever worked in an environment where you're cold calling people, you know how it is whenever uh, those you get those sales calls on your phone and you hang up on them or you get the bill collector calling and they have, but you hang up on them. I mean, that's how it is whenever you are cold emailing or cold calling or cold pitching to strangers. You just, you never know what you're going to get no matter how great your pitch is. Um, obviously, you know, yes, you know, there's strategies. You still don't get some people out there that are just, I don't want to talk to you. You still get that. You you will still get that sometimes. Yeah, what's been so interesting for me is like just the because I, I started using the software that shows you that people have opened your email. So I'm like, not only have you opened it once, you've opened it like four times. So why are you keep opening, but you're not responding? So I'm like, what's happening here? Are you opening it and forwarding it to people? Like what's, I just don't understand. But you know, all you can do 
is, and that's just a life lesson. Like you can only control yourself. All you can do is continue mm-hmm. to follow up, continue to stay encouraged. Um, and I know that's or find another contact or find, find another contact or find the a company that offers a parallel service to what it is. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, Hey, I know you really want to work with, um, Stripe, but guess what? PayPal is, is also a payment processor. So just go ahead and send that same thing, customize a little bit in terms of email, like, and then let's see what happens with it. Um, yep. So one of the, before we transition to our up close and purposeful segment, I want to ask you, what is one of the biggest investments that you've been able to make and best investments that you've been able to make in your business? Cause I was talking about how, you know, as small business owners, a lot of time we're very like, okay, I see this and I know it could be valuable, but I don't want to invest this money. And a lot of times when you're just starting, you're investing your own money. It's not even like, oh, I'm going to take this from the business and reinvest it. No, I'm investing my money that I saved up for my side hustle or money that I have earned on my job. And so what's one of the best investments that you've made in yourself and your business? Mm. I've made a lot of really good investments, but I have to say this this year was it this year yeah this year i made a pretty significant it was probably one of the largest investments that i made um two, actually i'll talk about two one was my software to help me um pitch to brands uh database um and that was a pretty uh significant investment um the next one was me actually investing in like paying an assistant to help me um that really helped me a ton and it's gave me a lot of peace of mind to just be able to give her certain tasks i'm about to give her more i tell you that much i'm about to give her a lot more to do um but those are two good investments because it helped me um be able to bring more um more money to my business and it also helped me get allowed me to create more time for my family um and gave me peace of mind so um, I'm really big on, I want more peace um, and more freedom and flexibility when it comes to my time. Um, but uh, I, there's someone that I follow on Instagram. She says, chase money. I mean, chase peace, not money. I would rather chase peace than money any day. And so although, yes, we all want to make more money, you know, we all want to uh, live these, a, a very prosperous life or have, uh, you know, uh, just a lot of different things. We want wealth. Um, although that's very important, I think peace is even more important. And if your journey on obtaining more wealth does not give you peace, then you need to find a strategy or ways in which you can have that peace. And so um, an assistant and my database have saved me a lot of time and also giving me a lot of money and doing those things. So those are the two best investments that I've gotten this year. I love that. I, um, we both know Tiedra Jackson, but she did a self-improvement. She's doing in the process of finishing up self-improvement month. And so she did an interview yesterday with a woman um, who has an organization called PS This Is Grace. But one of the things that Tiedra said during the interview was, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. And Mm. I love that you said that because at the end of the day, and that's why um, it's so important that when you are getting, when you are in a stage of building a business, you are pursuing something that one is like a call is a calling you've been called to that you know you've had that strategy session with god and you're and you're moving through it because 
there are going to come times where things aren't going the way that you thought, but even in the midst of them not going the way that you thought, you do have that peace. And then on the other side of it, you can have this really successful business on paper and you're bringing in a lot of money, but you're not spending time with your children or you're super stressed. Um, you're, you're, you're short with your spouse or your friends can never connect with you. And so you really do have to count the cost, like scripture says, right? And really say like, okay, mm -hmm. this is what I'm saying I want to do, but what, what am I going to be giving up in exchange for it? And we were talking about mm -hmm. this offline as well. I don't, I want to debunk the myth that you need to start a business if you want to do less. It's not, you don't do less. A lot of times you do more with your nine to five, depending on your position. When you leave that place, you're good until mm -hmm. you come back and clock into work the next day. You're not having to check your email late into the night. And, you know, uh, depending on your type of business model, customer service. I know that's a huge reason my husband was mm -hmm. like, I can't really get with this whole apparel brand too, too intensely because I'm not trying to be e answering emails from people who got the wrong size and now they're blaming me. Like th just those kinds of things. I feel like people focus so much on the creative aspect or the final product that they don't see all the different pieces that have to go on behind it, even with the influencer campaign. Yep. Yes, you're seeing this photo shoot, but you're seeing the final product. You're not seeing me schedule the time with the photographer. You're not seeing the mm. outfits that I have to purchase. You're not seeing, you know, me having to make sure I'm, I'm at home for the delivery of the products of whatever that I'm going to be featuring, all these different things, making sure I have the right links in my profile for people to click on, creating individual Instagram pages for these giveaways, like whatever it mm. is, people just see the final product. They don't know what goes on behind it. And so it's just so important that you're building the right kind of business. And again, not bringing you back to the place of you're not taking action because you're like, I don't know what business to, to start. But when you start feeling that lack of peace, that may be a time, a, a time to see if you should be pivoting. So on the podcast, we talk about faith, friendship, and we talk about boss women, like really phenomenal women of faith in business. Um, and so I would love to know your how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Like I love sharing people's faith stories yeah um so I grew up in church um however I my parents didn't really uh, I'll just flat out say it, they didn't really do a great job of really teaching how to have a relationship with him um, we didn't read the bible together we didn't pray together the only time we did those things was honestly it, church was just a show like you know everybody in my church they sang or played an instrument, um, it was a show thing. And so as I got older, um, I had to really find God for myself. And when I was going through my club promoting days and I hit a really dark season, um, I was having an affair, um, smoked a lot of marijuana, um, drinking every night. And I really was at this place where I kind of hit rock bottom. And in that very dark season of my life, that is when I first heard the audible voice of God. I was high, um, sitting in my room, it was about four o'clock in the morning, and I was just extremely depressed because of a relationship that had ended. And I heard the audible voice of God, and he started calling my name, and he called my name three times. And I was like, is this God? I was like, this is really strange because I know I'm high right now, but I feel like this is God that's speaking to me. 
And he began to tell me this. He said, look, you have two ways to go. You can either continue doing things your way and you're going to lead yourself down a path of destruction or you can do things my way and I'll lead you up a path of greatness. And that's whenever he began to give me this clear vision of this woman who's standing on this stage and there's hundreds of thousands of people. And I remember the color of the dress that I had on. It was red. It was fitted. It flared out at the bottom. And it had like these little white stripes on there. And I had this bone straight, like the most beautiful weave ever. And I was talking and I was singing. And I just started crying because I could not believe the woman that I was seeing it was me and I never ever seen myself with such grace and poise and elegance and I was like I could get down with that God but me really is that me and I just cried I boo cried and he was like yes this is what I have for you but you're gonna have to follow me in order to get there and so it was through that vision and hearing that voice of God, hearing the voice of God, that I really truly began to have an intimate relationship with him. Um, I don't know. It's really weird because I remember when I used to get high, um, I think that God, and I used to hate people who smoke weed. I hated people who smoke weed. Like I dated a guy and I was like, oh my God, we can never date because you do this thing. Two different guys. And the second guy that I dated that smoked weed, I remember telling him, I'm so sick and tired of being around people who do this and I hate them. Why do people do it? I'm going to try it myself. And I got hooked. And, um, but the thing is, is when I started smoking, I never wanted to smoke with people. I always wanted to be by myself. And I would literally go in my closet and pray. And I would write down everything that God was telling me when I was high. And he never said anything bad to me. And this is one of the reasons why I really, I, people always ask like, well, why aren't you doing woman of purpose? And I said, because I hate perfect Christians. I hate overly religious people because they are stuck in such a box. And I don't believe that God want, ever wanted me to be in a religious box. Because I know my story and I know the very first time that I heard the voice of God, the vision that he showed me, and I was extremely under the influence when he showed me that vision. And I remember how, how many times God had protected me, the number of accidents that I could have been in, how many times I've been high and this God saved me, being in environments where we could have been uh, abducted, raped, all kinds of things. Like I know the places that I've been and it's just very interesting to me how God could use one thing that everyone looks at as bad and he literally used that one thing to truly save me and open my eyes to see him and so uh I that's, that's how my journey started with God he could not he couldn't get my attention had it not been for me actually Everything serves a purpose. Nothing happens by accident. I don't think that God ever would have gotten my attention if I didn't actually take the time to slow down. And believe it or not, sitting down and smoking marijuana was one of those things that actually got me to slow down and sit down and listen to him. 
probably one of the only times that I would sit down and listen to him. Other than that, I was too fast paced. I wouldn't stop. I couldn't hear him because I, you know, wouldn't. But yeah, that's not to say that I just sit around smoking marijuana all the time now because I do realize anything that is an addictive substance is not good and you need to be cautious with that. And you also need to understand the spirits that are associated with it. So you have to be cautious of that as well, too. Um, but that is how my journey really, my intimate journey with God started. 2009, in my bedroom, at my mom's house, hearing the audible voice, and me being scared of, I don't know what, the first time I heard his voice, because I was like, whew, what is going on here? Um, but yeah, that's how my journey started with God. Wow. And talk about God meeting you where you are, <laughs> which yeah, listen, I've, I've heard of people that said they met God on a street corner in front of a club. Like he's just like, okay, let me go and get my child because <laughs> you know, if you, if you have, if you read scripture, scripture says he's already chosen who's his. So it's even before you living for him, you've already, you already his, but it's kind of like a, a parent relationship where they just kind of let you do stuff. And then you do that one thing and they, okay, now you're going to have to come home early. Um, now you have a curfew. Um, so I, I really love that. So the yeah. other piece is friendships. Um, and I know you have some pretty awesome uh, friend, friendships and, and, and just obviously care a lot about community. So I'd love for you to talk about the role that your friendships have played in you pursuing your purpose. And I'm sure that you probably have friends who have seen you through these different stages. So talk oh, a little bit God. about that. <laughs> yeah, girl. The, I have five very close friends. Um, and I, those five very close friends, um, I hold them near and dear to my heart because they have seen every phase of Jessica and they accepted every phase of Jessica. Um, I have friends, I, I'm very strategic about my friends. Actually, when I had my blog up and running, I actually wrote about the different categories in which I place my friends. Um, I'm very intentional about like giving people categories because I do, I protect my space. I protect Jessica and I don't allow everyone into me. Um, and I had to start doing that because I realized when I was doing, when I first started Woman of Purpose, I welcomed everyone into my world and it became draining. It became extremely draining, um, very tiring. And I feel like I had a lot of people take advantage of that, of me allowing them to have that closeness. And so my five friends, um, one of it, my five close friends, all of them have, I've been friends with them for 10 plus years. Um, they are like my rocks. They are my ride or dies. And then I have some friends that uh, I like to call like my spiritual mentors. Um, and those are the people that I go to for advice. Um, if I need some kind of prayer, wife counsel. So I have mentors for different categories. I might have mentors for business, mentors or for my marriage relationships, mentors to help with like manage my friendships if I need advice about that because I don't like to go to my friends who know each other to talk about them because we all talk. Um, I also have, you know, uh, my motherhood friendships because I think every mother should have a circle of other moms that they rely on and that they depend on because you can't do it alone. Like you need mama help. Um, and then there's also like your money friends, you know, and I think every woman should have a, a, 
a gang of women who were killing it and who really understand how to manage their money, how to invest. One of my homegirls, like we're really getting to know each one another more, but I paid for her course, you know, because I want to learn how to invest in the stock market and I respect what she does, you know, but she is someone that I consider like, yes, she's a friend, but I also understand that she's one of my money friends. So, um, you, you have to categorize people. Then there's the associates. Then there are the people that I mentor. Then there are the people that, you know, it's kind of like a high and by. Like, you know, you're in my the seasonal friends. Um, you're kind of in my life for a season. Um, then there are those people who only want to attach themselves to you just because of what you do and who you are. Um, I recognize those very clearly. And it's, I'm not mean to them. I'm not rude to those people. But I also like understand they may not know that I see it, but I see it. So I'm all, I'm always respectful about things. But um, I keep those people in a category. Like they're, I, I definitely do. So um, I, my my five friends. I know people. I talk about these five friends, and I've talked about these five friends for years. And I'm pretty sure there might be some people that be like, "Well, how do I enter into that circle of those five friends? Do you ever think that those people will change?" And I do believe, like, I have a great friend. Her name is Elizabeth. Um, well, because I have a best friend named Elizabeth, and then there's another really good friend, Elizabeth. Um, I was a bridesmaid in her wedding, and she was also a bridesmaid in mine. And I really do believe that she is truly a rock and a lifetime friend. And I haven't known her as long as some of my other uh, five friends, but she's just, you know, she's trustworthy. She's there. Like, the relationship is reciprocal. Um, we're not really looking to for anything from one another. And I, I feel like my lifetime friendships or the, the best, best friends that I have in my life, we all are doing different things. Like, I don't think that anything that we're all doing is similar. Um, they're just there. We just genuinely love one another, not because of what we do. And I think as you get older, it's kind of hard to like find those types of people because these days everybody's looking for something. Everybody's looking at what you can do for them. And I am very cautious of who I welcome into my space, who I welcome into my home, who I welcome into my circle. I'm very cautious about that. Um, and I'm, I, I don't hide that either. Like, I don't. Um, but I think as you get older, you have to, though, because girl, I'm, I'm a spiritual person, so I don't welcome every spirit in my space. I just, I just don't. I just don't. So that's how it is with my friends. That's how it is. And what you talked about was just boundaries, right? Like, and I think, you know, as people who are, it's it's interesting, I won't say like people who, I'll just say women who cultivate community, like for a living in some kind of capacity, whether it's online or events or whatever the case may be. Sometimes it's hard because that natural desire to connect with people pours in. So you're like, yes, everyone can be my friend. But like you said, mm-hmm. you just kind of get to a place of burnout. And I think you also see who's there for you no matter what is happening, like people who are checking on you consistently. And I know my my closest friends are people I've known, like you say, either 10 years or longer, or they're, I mean, or people who have come in recently, but it's just, it's been such a God thing where I'm like, no, you are supposed to be in my life for sure. Like my mommy friends mm-hmm. are, it's two women and they're sis, they happen to be sisters and they are like, prayer partners, prayer warriors with me. We, our kids have play dates and everything. And it's just been Mm. such a blessing, but I've only known them maybe 
two to three years max. Um, but they just, it's one of those instant, yes, we gonna be like one of them is Sophia, um, who you know, cause she was in the sponsorship course with me, but that's like, that's my, like, that's my sister. They, they mm. teach about me being another sister, like they're, they're sisters, but they like, you my sister, you're our little sister too. So, um, and I, and I think it's important to, while you, like you said, create those boundaries. Also understand where, where you may be in a situation where that, that friendship is bringing that desire out of you to remove that boundary for them because you're like, no, this really is genuine. You don't have to mm-hmm. check a bunch of boxes or we don't have to know each other by a certain amount of time for me to say this is my Right. So I think that's important. Cool. Well, segmenting and pushing on to our up close and purposeful questions. These are questions we ask all of our guests. Um, I'm going to ask you the first one, and it is, what does it mean to you to be a Black girl with purpose? Um, For me, to be a Black girl with purpose is really, honestly, just being a Black woman who truly serves and makes impact and does what she can for Black women. you know, our Black women are really going through a lot. Um, we've always gone through a lot. The Black community is going through a lot, period. And so I think the Black girl with purpose really does what she can to uplift, really does what she can to encourage, does what she can to provide resources. And that's really what I am doing my best to do on a daily basis is how can I help Black women? Um, When I started my course, I made it very clear in the beginning of my course, like now I'm starting to get white folks in there, uh, but I made it very clear that I'm here to help Black women. And it says that on my new website that is coming out, you know? Um, And I'm not ashamed of saying that and ashamed of hiding that, you know? Um, White people do it too, so. That is in my, what a Black girl's purpose is to me. What is your go-to scripture or go-to scriptures when you are in need of encouragement? Ooh, man. So my first one, and I love this, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. Um, write the vision down, make it plain and clear, so those that see it may run with it, and that person is you. Um, I'm really big on any time I'm not clear on something or something just doesn't feel right, I start writing down. So um, that is a big encouragement to me. Also, um, the book of Joshua, especially chapter one, the number of times that uh, God is saying, you know, to meditate on his word day and night. Um, this book shall depart, you know, um, just keep it close to you um, day and night. And so I'm really big on like meditation, like anytime I don't have peace of mind about something or anytime I feel like just off balance, um, I always go back to, well, have you meditated? Like, and during this pandemic, um, my, you know, obviously with husband being at home, kiddo being at the time he was at home. And I was like, I just found a meditation routine. I would come, drop him off from school, go walk for an hour and then come back home and have like 45 minutes of meditation time, fill my house with just all kinds of praise and meditation music. And then all that changed. And I was like, oh. and so I, I went through, a, you know, just a long time of just being off balance. And 
um, I was off balance because I wasn't having my proper meditation time. So the book of Joshua, good instruction on meditating day and night. That is encouragement. It reminds me, I always go back to that. So good. So normally I ask, what would you tell someone who doesn't know how to get started? But we have talked about that in length, y'all. The, 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 if you, in case you missed it, get started. That is the key to getting started. This is just getting started. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'll skip past that question. But what do you, my next question is, what do you find yourself most grateful for in this season? Oh man, I'm, I feel like I'm so grateful for a lot of things. Um, and I probably should name all of them. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my husband, especially because my husband allows me to do me. And um, some people may not have that blessing for like of a supportive husband who's just like, whatever it is that you want to do, I'm there right by you. You know, how can I help? How can I assist? Um, so I'm super, super duper grateful for that. Um, I'm also grateful for just God sending me my ideal clients. Um, I'm grateful for that because I remember when I was a wedding planner, I had like, oh, the worst clients ever. I mean, I had a few good clients, but now I'm just understanding how not, I'm understanding to say no. And also I'm attracting the right type of people that I want. So I just feel like I'm in a season of really attracting and manifesting everything that I truly desire. And so I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, yeah, I have, those are the main things that I'm grateful for right now. Awesome. Second to last question, how can our community best support you? I know one would be following you on social media and participating in all these giveaways and all these campaigns and stuff <laughs> that you're doing, but what are some other ways? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the best way to support me is just to continue to engage with me. Um, you know, if there's anything that I put out there, download it, share it. Um, tell other people about me and what I do. Um, and you know, if there's any way that I can serve you, let me know, reach out to me. Don't be silent. Don't be that person that just likes to post. Shoot me a DM sometime. Um, I do respond back. I really do. I'm, I'm, I may not respond back right away, but I eventually do respond back. Yes, y'all. She's serious. She's not gassing herself up for real. Like, and you know, sometimes you look at people follow her account and be like, I'm going to send this, but they're not going to respond. But she really does respond. And I, I really do a respond. Student too. She's like, no, I, I really want to see you succeed. So how can we do something like yes. what's happening? Yes. Awesome. Uh, my last question is just um, a request that you would give our audience like one last piece of knowledge, wisdom, encouragement. Yeah. Um, something that my uncle always used to tell us back in the day was he now my uncle's a little crazy, so he he would say a curse word, but I'm gonna leave that curse word out. And uh he would say it costs you nothing to just be yourself, so just be you. Um and I think I really believe that the season that I'm in right now is I'm seeing accomplishing so much more because I'm just being Jessica and I love where I'm at right now like I think a lot of the things that I'm doing some of the partnerships that I'm on and things that I'm just achieving right now I was afraid to do it because of the religious box that I placed myself in um you never see me before sipping on a glass of wine on my Instagram page um and I was even ashamed to talk about you know my struggles with marijuana and it was because of being around certain individuals who trained or Christians who will train you to always be perfect. But 
one thing that I'm a believer in is don't sell people lies. And I'm not a perfect human being. I don't strive to be perfect. I just strive to be me. And through being me, I think that people will be encouraged by that. And so I would just encourage you to be yourself. Don't be ashamed of your flaws. Don't be afraid of those flaws. Share those with people because there is somebody out there just like you who if you're selling them perfection, they're going to believe the lie that you're selling them. Perfection is a lie. It really is a lie. So um, I believe that you can truly accomplish more. You can truly, truly accomplish more by being raw and authentic with people. Just be you. It costs nothing to just be you. It costs you a lot of time and energy to try to be something that you're not. Love that. And you, I mean, you're only lying to yourself and then you end up be exhausted because you put on this. Sometimes you think you are being your authentic self until you realize you're drained and you're mm. like, what's happening? And then you're like, oh, because mm. this isn't me. This isn't my, this isn't my lane. This isn't my gift. This isn't mm. my calling. This isn't my purpose. So yep. that will definitely preach right there. So how can our listeners stay connected with you? Share your, your website, your social media handles, all that. Yes. Yep. All you got to do is follow me at Jessica Chinyelu, um on Instagram. I love Instagram. It's such a fun platform for me. Um, and on, you know, if you click the link in my bio, there is like everything there. You can do my house tour. I just recently did my closet. So you can check out my closet tour. Um, there's free resources there. And then if you don't find what you're looking for, by clicking that link in my bio, which um, leads to my website and my YouTube channel and all the other things, um, feel free to just hit the email button on my Instagram page and it will get you to email me. You can also visit my website, which is jessicachinyamu.com. And I'm working on the Sponsorship Lady website right now as we speak. So it should be out soon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jess. This has been an awesome episode for me. You know, I tell people, I'm like, this is why I started the podcast because I was having these bomb conversations with women. And I'm like, y'all, I can't transcribe all of this. Like, you're just not getting all the nuggets. So I'm just going to have to put it on audio so you can hear it for yourself. But uh, I know there were a lot of things that encouraged me. And I'm glad uh, that our audience got to meet you virtually. And um, just am so excited to continue to see the things that God's doing through your business. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Bree. I appreciate you and I thank you for this opportunity. All right, Purpose Peeps, that's it for this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do one of three things for me. First, post a screenshot and key takeaway on your Instagram story and tag us at Black Girls of Purpose so we can repost you. Second, if you think someone would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. And then third, please leave a review so we can continue to reach a lot of people with this podcast. It is such a pleasure to come to you guys each and every week, and I'm so looking forward to continuing to grow our community. I'll talk to you next week.